0: Good morning. I'm Donna Quinn, and for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Today, we will be speaking with Monica Steele. Monica is Clatsop County Assistant County Manager, and she's also the Budget and Finance Director for Clatsop County. Good morning, Monica.
1: Good morning. Thank you for... Having me
0: here. I'm very happy to have you here. We're going to, we're going to be talking about the U.S. Census, the Census 2020. Um, before we do that, though, um, I want to acknowledge that we are in a, a unique time uh, with coronavirus, and, um, and you have something that you can say to our listening audience right now. As of this morning, there are still no confirmed cases of coronavirus in Clatsop County. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. That's very helpful. And um, and before we talk about the U.S. Census, um, there are a couple of poems, which um, um, one in particular is going viral on the Internet, which is ironic, um, which offer us another way to look at this situation. Um, and so I'd like to read um, one of those now, and then I'll read another one uh, at the end. Uh, the first poem is entitled Pandemic by Lynn Ungar. She wrote it on March 11th of this year. And the second poem I'll read at the end of the show is called Lockdown by Brother Richard Hendrick, who is a Capuchin Franciscan living in Ireland. So before we talk about the census, um, let's um, acknowledge that we are all living in a very um, different time at this moment. And so here's another way, perhaps, for us to think about things. Pandemic. What, if you thought of it, as the Jews consider the Sabbath, the most sacred of times cease from travel cease from buying and selling give up just for now on trying to make the world different than it is sing pray touch only those to whom you commit your life center down and when your body has become still reach out with your heart know that we are connected in ways that are terrifying and beautiful. You could hardly deny it now. Know that our lives are in one another's hands. Surely that has come clear. Do not reach out your hands. Reach out your heart. Reach out your words. Reach out all the tendrils of compassion that move invisibly where we cannot touch. Promise this world your love for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, so long as we all shall live. I hope you all are taking very good care of yourselves and boosting your immune systems. And thank you for listening to Coast Community Radio. We want to be here for you during this time, and we are, as we take care of our community and our communities take care of us. All right. Monica Steele. Clatsop County Assistant, County Manager, Budget and Finance Director of Clatsop County. Please tell the listening audience a bit about yourself, Monica.
1: So I have lived in Clatsop County for almost 20 years. I moved here with my husband, who graduated from high school here. Uh, when we decided to start a family, we, we moved back down here. We have two kids, um, both uh Wonderful teenagers, very proud of them both, 16 and 13. I've been with the county for 10 years, started out as the assistant finance director, and have worked my way up to different positions.
0: You know, I don't even know how many people are employed by the by Gladstone County.
1: We have approximately 250 employees.
0: To run our county, which consists county. of how many miles? I don't even think I know that.
1: Um, number. that, that's a, that <laughs> sure. kind of threw me off there. Well, um, sorry i sorry about I, that. That's okay. it's, it's a math question.
0: <laughs> it's too early in the morning. We want to yeah, do math. Um,
1: I do, you know, that is information that is in our budget document, but I don't hmm. have it right on the top of my head as far as how many square miles we cover. But, um, yeah, we have a, we have a pretty large geographic area. Um, the county covers the unincorporated areas. And so it uh, goes clear down to Falcon Cove. Um, and then we go out into the Jewel Mist area, and so that um, you know we we also have unincorporated areas within Warrenton, and then out in Napa and such, and so it does create um, a large geographic area for us to cover with law enforcement, roads, public health, uh, all the different services that we provide, land use cl- code compliance. So. It's a large county. But it is a county, large actually. county, actually. Yes, yeah. it is
0: exactly. And um, let's talk about how the county is working with the U.S. Census, mm-hmm. and and let's talk about first what is the U.S. Census.
1: So the census started back in 1790 and so we have just celebrated 130 years and it was originally started so that way we could figure out um, how to support our our country uh, not based on political wealth and so it, it's just based on numbers and so every it was decided back in 1790 that they would do a decennial census every 10 years to get those numbers and the first decennial census this uh, had approximately 3.9 million people counted in it. How many people live in the United States today? You're asking me these oh, questions sorry. that Darn I just it. did not come Darn prepared it. for. Well, <laughs> I No, and I
0: apologize. Normally, I, I, I don't know why that I can tell you head, that but... in
1: Clatsop County that we're just under 40,000.
0: Okay. Clatsop <laughs> County, 40,000. That's perfect. Thank yep. you so much. Yep. All right. So uh and the US census is an organization mm-hmm. of a lot of people throughout the entire United States.
1: Yes, uh, this year the census uh plans on hiring approximately 500,000 temporary US workers throughout the um throughout the the process of the census.
0: So the census comes to the county mm-hmm. and they say it's time, mm-hmm. like about a year ago. So, how let's explain how you partner with the people who work with the U.S. Census. Sure. So, the
1: the representatives from the Census, our our area representative, comes to us, and you know, as you said, about a year ago, and wants to reach out to us because they know that from a community perspective, um, we 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 need these federal dollars that are distributed as as a result of the census. And so um, knowing that we have a lot of community connections, they come to us, say, how can we partner re- with you? They came, present t- presented to our board. They also went to the five cities and presented to them as well to just kind of reiterate the importance of the census and what it means for our community. And so well, then we move forward um, from there. Working well, let's them. talk
0: about that because we're gonna talk about the census itself, the questions mm-hmm. on the census, why people sometimes might be reluctant mm-hmm. to fill out the census. Um, So let's talk about the fact that the census is—it's in the Constitution, isn't it? It is.
1: It is. They wrote it into the Constitution because they knew how important that it was. And
0: the reason it's so important is because of federal funding
1: federal funding and our voice. And so um, there are over 55 um, major federal programs that are funded by the census um, or or based on the census, I should say. And so the populations within our community help determine for the next 10 years the amount of federal funding that we would be receiving. In addition, it helps us to determine um, our voice in D.C. So the number of state legislators that we have in D.C. to represent our state. And then it also, Um, determines district boundaries. So whether you live within city limits or um, within the county, what your commissioner district boundaries will be based on the population within those districts.
0: So what are some of those federal programs that that receive funding? Because So if people don't participate in the census, then we get less money. Mm -hmm. And so that's the challenge. That's why you're mounting a campaign to try to really say to people, this is important. Your voice counts, and if you don't fill this out, if you're not part of this, then maybe your library is not going to get the funds it needs to stay open that extra hour.
1: Exactly. So there's a lot of different types of programs, but some of the major ones um, are Medicaid, Medicaid Part B, student loans, um, supplemental nutrition assistance, WIC programs, um, highway planning and construction, Section 8 housing um, vouchers, rural uh, rental assistance, the National School Lunch Program and Breakfast Program, which, for instance, right now, since the schools are closed, they're still operating and they're still delivering foods to those kids and the the funding for those programs is based on these numbers. Um, There's also just uh, the healthcare centers, child care and development block grants, homeland security grants, wastewater and disposal systems for rural communities and given the fact that Clatsop County is a rural community those are things that are really important to us Head Start programming, special education programs, uh, special programs for the aging in addition to um, your unemployment assistance is also based on um, federal funding
0: that's pretty crucial Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, all right so let's talk then about is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of the history of the census it's every 10 years Uh, the questions we talked about the questions a little bit before we we went on the air here and that is the questions are pretty much the same as they've always been yes so there, th-
1: there are a few changes. For instance, they no longer ask about citizenship. That is not a question that is on the decennial census. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is no citizenship
0: question on the on the census mm-hmm. form. There are 10 questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the uh, – if there's anything in the history of the census you want to still talk about, or do you think we've covered No,
1: that? I think, that, I think okay, we're
0: good. good. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the census itself. So um, I already received um, in the mail – um, a notice with a number saying, This is your number. And so if I wanted to go online, I could use that number and fill it out. Mm-hmm. There are 10 questions. Let's talk about those 10 questions.
1: Sure. Uh, so one of the questions that it does ask is, is it asks about your race. And so, um, for instance, on mine, um, the, the first question, uh, I am not of Hispanic origin. And so I marked um, I marked that. And then it asks you what origin I am. And I do have to fill that out. And I'm Portuguese-German. So I filled that in. And then it proceeded to the next question. Quick and easy. So, okay. So if
0: you take that, so there are several ways you can fill out the census. One is they mail you something in the mail. You can fill it out at home.
1: And they only mail you something if you have a physical mailing address. They do not mail you anything in a post office box. So there are some areas in our community, such as in Warrington, Hammond, Gearhart, Cannon Beach, where you only get post office box delivery. You do not get delivery to your home address, so you would not receive anything. So it's important to get the message out that you might not be receiving something in your mailbox, and so we still want you counted.
0: All right. So that's where the Mm door-to-door comes in. And of course, because we're living in a very uh, unusual situation right now with coronavirus, we don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, typically, these census forms have already been mailed out to people with physical addresses Mm -hmm. um, so that they can either fill them out, Uh, on paper, Mm -hmm. you know, fill out the form, send it back. They can go online with their number and fill it out that way. Or they can uh, call it in. Yes. Um, So those folks who aren't going to get it in the mail will be, and, and that's happening, I guess it's, it was supposed to happen, April 1st, correct?
1: Yeah. Well, they should have already received something in the mail now. Yes, that's yes. happened. Yes, and so um, so now they're just hoping for people to start self-reporting. And so then uh, come mid-April, they'll start to kind of gear up and start going out and, and trying to address those people who haven't started answering it. Um, but for those people who don't receive something in the mail, as you mentioned when you first said that you received something, it had a number on it, you fill that out, you don't need that number. You can still go online without that number, and it'll just ask you what your address that you will be living at as of April 1st, what your address is, and then you can proceed from there. Okay. So, So you can still fill it out without that number. I know some people think, oh, well, I lost that number. Do I really need it? You don't need it. You can still proceed without it. Okay. And
0: you all also have a plan, or you have had a plan, and you're having a meeting this morning to, to determine what you will do going forward, which is for, you know, door-to-door and for how do you count those who are the unsheltered population, mm-hmm. yes. I think as you would call that.
1: Yes. So um, originally, uh, the plan was that we were going to be having enumerators go out to count the unsheltered population March 30th through April 1st. They were going to be here in the area, um, and, as of this point in time, one of the things that they um, they they were originally thinking is that they would be going to those transitional locations where food is um, provided for those individuals and handing them paper copies. They were hoping to just kind of be able to complete it on a kiosk, like an online version. Uh, I don't know because now we aren't supposed to be having gatherings of more than ten people. How how that is all going to work? So it's an ever evolving situation. We have a meeting, as you mentioned, with what's called our Complete Count Committee today at 10 a.m., and our representative will be there um, and let us know what, what the Bureau's um, plans are for moving forward with counting those populations, as well as for if they do have to go door-to-door, how they're going to handle those situations as well.
0: Okay. Okay. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk of Our Towns. I'm your host, Donna Quinn, and today uh, I'm speaking with Monica Steele. Monica is the Clatsop County Assistant County Manager. She's also the Budget and Finance Director for Clatsop County. And Monica has reassured us this morning that as of this moment in time, there are no reported coronavirus cases in Clatsop County. Yes. Um, and Monica, let's talk about the questions on the census, because if you do not want to answer, let's say, the question about your birthday Mm -hmm. when you were born, right? They don't ask for your Social Security number. They do ask for your address Mm -hmm. and for your phone number and for your birth date. Yes. So let's say someone is hesitant. They don't want to to give them the birth date. Mm -hmm. Um, Online, you cannot complete the questionnaire. If you don't answer that question,
1: it, it's my understanding. I didn't okay. try to proceed to not I answer see. it. But um, for instance, on the race question, it would not let me proceed if I just marked that I am not of Hispanic origin. Well, there's a there's one there's a category that says white. Yes. And then yes. But then
0: you can't just click. You can't just mark white. You apparently have to say you know German, Irish, English, yes. Italian, whatever, right? Yes. Um, how how people figure all that out? Uh, we're yeah. all skeletons underneath, yeah. really. I swear. Um, anyway, okay. So um, so the question. So if you filled it out, um, you know, by paper, and then you chose not to answer that question, I they, I would, you, they would still
1: they would still count you. They would I'm still certain. count you. Okay, that's mm-hmm. yes. the
0: important thing because I I think that I have talked to some people who are hesitant, who have mm-hmm. been hesitant about it, and and I asked you before we came online. Well, what about hacking? And you said, well, you know. People can get that information anyway. If you, ha- they can get your birth date and your address and your phone number, probably.
1: Yes, and so there, and there are a lot of concerns around, um, unfortunately. People will try to make uh, false websites, so then they can try and get your information. So it is important to know that the Census Bureau would never ask you for your Social Security number, never ask you for any kind of banking information or anything like that.
0: And all of this information is confidential for 99 for years. For 99 years, yes. So the people who are in charge of this information. Okay, So yes. so those are the three questions personal questions that people may not uh, Mm -hmm. might so um, so essentially the questions are the first question would be you know how many people were living or staying in this house apartment or mobile home on April 1st 2020 right they want the number of people yes and everyone in the household has to fill this out correct
1: yes Uh, well you fill it out for them so for instance my husband and my two children live in our home and so I filled it out this morning and I answered it for all four of us
0: okay all right excellent um, and then they ask, uh, were there additional people staying on April 1st of 2020 that you didn't include in question one, like relatives or, you know, whatever?
1: Yes. So uh, in some instances, you know, you might have a, a child who's off at college. And so it does ask you uh, questions similar to that because that that demographic is being counted differently. And so they will be counting college students who are perhaps living in uh, Beaver or in McMinnville or or going to OSU or something like that. They'll be getting counted down there. Even despite the current situation, they still want those populations counted where they are typically living April 1st.
0: Okay. So that's to avoid maybe counting people twice. Exactly. Okay. And then... um, are you living in a house, apartment, or mobile home? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure of the value of that, but...
1: I think it's just, um, just trying to get an idea because when you're looking at, uh, for instance, Section 8 vouchers, uh, typically those vouchers are for apartment complexes. And so trying to get an idea of the type of housing that most people are living in in the area that they're counting.
0: Well, now that you've explained it, it makes sense, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, obviously, phone number um you your name uh what your sex is mm-hmm. um your your date of birth and then the questions about you know uh, are you of hispanic latino or spanish origin um what is your race and again you cannot just put white, you have to say that, and then uh, black, American Indian, and Alaska Native, and then they ask other questions. And then the 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 question number 10, there are 10 questions, um, has to do with do you have another residence or another place that you reside part-time? Is that correct?
1: Yes. And so, um, you know, a lot of people are snowbirds, and so they might live in Clatsop County for part of the year, and then perhaps Arizona another part of the year. Essentially, they want to know on April 1st where will you be living and so that is kind of the de- the determinant okay so there so this
0: happens every 10 years and it takes how long like this will be going on for how long
1: Um it, they will be doing this through July 31st um, again I don't know with the current situation if they have plans to extend it but at this point in time under normal circumstances they would count through July 31st right and I wonder how many people
0: choose to answer online versus
1: um, as of a couple days ago over 5 million people had already answered online or had already responded to responded. the Responded online. Had already taken it online. Yes. Okay. So that's clearly the easiest mm-hmm. if yes. people would do that. And I did it this morning. And like I said, I it was for my family of four. And it took me not even five minutes, I don't think. Right. And you
0: did not have the number because that's the other thing. I did thing not that, have yeah. the
1: number. Yeah. I just, I, it. I didn't have that number. So I clicked a button. It asked me what my physical address was. And I put that in. And then I proceeded with my questions.
0: Okay. Um, are there other things about the U.S. Census that maybe people don't understand? Or and there are, of course, uh, this questionnaire is in English, and then there's a Spanish multiple, version as well. yes, multiple. multiple languages. Okay,
1: yes, and so if you do complete it online or by telephone, there are multiple options. There's also um, paper versions in multiple options as well. Okay. Um, any other
0: things about the U.S. Census 2020 that maybe folks don't know about? or
1: I would just think, you know, a lot of people might not want to respond to the census because they, again, you know, the government doesn't need to be in my business. They don't need to know what's going on with me. And when I was completing the census this morning, I was thinking about the last time I filled this out. You know, my youngest was only six, and or my oldest was only six, and my youngest was three. And um, in the last 10 years, their needs for different programs that have changed. And and to look at this, you're looking at the federal funding for the next 10 years, and so your personal situation might change in the next 10 years, whether that's how you use public transportation, whether that's the roads you're driving on, or your living situation. And so it's important to understand why we need this information to be able to provide all of these different services throughout our county and throughout our country.
0: Yes, and actually, I'm sorry. The Timberland Library is closed, but I I had been contacted um, by them to say, please, you know, let we they're closed, so they can't mm-hmm. be on the air today. And I'm very grateful that you're here today. Um, but a, a couple of months ago, they said, please, can we have a, a program about this because people don't realize the funding for these vital services that we need in um, in our communities. Yes,
1: and we do have on our complete county count committee. um, The Astoria Library Director, Jimmy Pearson, he is on ours. And then for the state census representative, um, the Seaside Library Director is on that um, state representative the state census committee. So it is It is extremely important to a lot of um, our groups. We've got Jeff Hazen with the transportation department. We've got our public health department. We've got representatives from the school districts, the library. Um, there, there's just a, a large number of people who understand the importance of this and just want to get the word out of why it is so important.
0: So this is a topic of conversation that you all can have with your family, your friends, and um, the Census 2020 helps determine federal funding for vital programs.
1: And I would just add, you know, it's interesting, uh, one of the most undercounted populations is uh, children under the age of four. Uh, I don't know if it's just you kind of, you know, are just thinking about yourself, uh, but it's important, even if you just had a baby, to uh, include them in your in your response for the census. Because again, like I said, where is that going to be for your child in the next 10 years in regards to those library and school programs? And Head Start? Yes, exactly. So important, Mm -hmm. we know. Yes.
0: Any last things, Monica, that you'd like the audience to know? And what what if uh,
1: people need to, if they have a question? They're more than welcome to contact me at the county. They can reach me at 503-325-8565, or they can uh, send me an email online as well.
0: Thank you so much for being here no Monica. No problem, I appreciate the opportunity. I, absolutely. Well, it's important this is what's going on right now yes. and and there's there are some things that just need to keep going on obviously. So um thank you so much Dylan for your engineering today and thank you Monica. And now I'd like to read a poem um it's entitled Lockdown. It's by Brother Richard Hendrick. Uh, he's a Capuchin Franciscan living in Ireland. And I looked up what is a Capuchin Franciscan. Um, it's a, uh, it was a um, group of monks who wore robes, which are kind of the color of cappuccino, actually. <laughs> so they were named kind of for the color of their robes. Anyway, so this is a poem that he wrote, uh, which is relevant to what is happening in our world today. Lockdown. Yes, there is fear. Yes, there is isolation. Yes, there is panic buying. Yes, there is sickness. Yes, there is even death. But they say that in Wuhan, after so many years of noise, you can hear the birds again. They say that after just a few weeks of quiet, the sky is no longer thick with fumes, but blue and gray and clear. They say that in the streets of Assisi, people are singing to each other across the empty squares, keeping their windows open so that those who are alone may hear the sounds of family around them. They say that a hotel in the west of Ireland is offering free meals and delivery to the housebound. Today, a young woman I know is busy spreading flyers with her number through the neighborhood so that the elders may have someone to call on. Today, churches, synagogues, mosques, and temples are preparing to welcome and shelter the homeless, the sick, the weary. All over the world, people are slowing down and reflecting. All over the world, people are looking at their neighbors in a new way. All over the world, people are waking up to a new reality, to how big we really are, to how little control we really have. To what really matters? To love. So we pray and we remember that, yes, there is fear, but there does not have to be hate. Yes, there is isolation, but there does not have to be loneliness. Yes, there is panic buying, but there does not have to be meanness. Yes, there is sickness, but there does not have to be disease of the soul. Yes, there is even death, but there can always be a rebirth of love. Wake to the choices you make as to how to live now. Today, breathe. Listen behind the factory noises of your panic. The birds are singing again. The sky is clearing. Spring is coming. And we are always, excuse me, and we are always encompassed by love. Open the windows of your soul. And though you may not be able to touch across the empty square, sing. And for these times, um, I think it is very important that we um, focus on those things that are timeless. Yes, please, Monica.
1: I would just add that uh, the Clotsop County website is regularly updating on a daily basis information regarding the coronavirus and the ongoing situation within our county. And there are several links to um, the World Health Organization as well as the CDC and Oregon Health Authority for people to to get factual information because there is a lot of um, scaring scary information out there, and so I encourage people to go to these websites that have factual links. Could you say
0: them. those websites, please, again?
1: Um, the Clatsop County website, whether it's the county website or the public health website, Clatsop uh, County public health website, um, and, and there are links on there that take you to these other factual sites.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, no Monica. Problem. I really do appreciate that. Thanks a million for being here today.
1: Thank you for and having again,
0: me. And again, yes, and Dylan Housershock, again, the amazing young person, young man you you are and um, professional uh, radio person, <laughs> um, and um, thanks to all of you who listen to this, and thank you for supporting Coast Community Radio. And if you feel at home that you would like to make a donation online, please do. We will uh, we will re- re- um, reschedule our pledge drive, our membership drive when we can. But thank you so much for supporting us during this time. We all want to support each other in whatever ways we can right now. Um, I also want to express my gratitude to local, talented banjo instructor Michael Bruhn for his original theme music for this program. Until next week, let's take a deep breath together right now. It is so good for body, mind, and spirit. And then with gratitude, focus on the things that are going well. Yes, there are things that aren't going well in our individual lives and in our collective lives. Focus, though, on the things that are with gratitude and and then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you, for doing the best you can, because people are unless they know better. And appreciate being here now in this moment, the only moment which exists, the now moment, on the amazing planet we call Earth.